I am myself through work, through pleasure, through all the days. What you see is who I am at all times. And that's the most comfortable place to be in your own skin. From that, when you're comfortable in your own skin, you trust yourself, right? Because that was the other thing about choices. Nobody teaches us when we're young how to trust ourselves, right? Everybody's like, trust every single person outside of yourself. And so when I started to learn to really understand that it was about the choice that I was making for myself, but really the magic was in the making of the choice for myself, realizing that that becomes my life, like your destiny. It became so much easier. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Moore. I'm your host, Bryn Daler. In this captivating space, we're breaking free from the confines of the ordinary, venturing into unexplored territory where trailblazers like you redefine what's possible. So whether you're a seasoned trailblazer looking to learn from fellow pioneers or someone on the verge of their first daring journey, this podcast is your compass. Now let's get started. This is a Soulfire production. All right. Hello, my love. So good to have you. It's good to see you again. This is our second take. Things were a little chaotic on the tech side last time. But what I feel so confident in is that there was a reason why that show didn't make it and why this one is going to be even more spectacular today. So especially because when the cameras turned off, you and I went into a conversation that was so juicy that gave me a new yeah. insight of where I want to take this combo today. So welcome to Trailblazer. And give a little bit of context for who you are, but our listeners will feel that in this episode. And Desiree is a land priestess and the top 1% of real estate agents in Austin and the top 3% in the United States. And she is here to help activate humanity's life force. And I have no doubt that you will experience that in today's conversation. But what I find to be so fascinating is that at the end of our combo last time, you said a story to me that paints a very different picture of where you're at today. And you told me that when you first started real estate in your first 30 days, you had to wear something. And I would love to actually start our journey today with you telling us that story. <laughs> mm, I'm laughing. I mean, it's a, not a laughing matter. It's a lot. La- I, I laugh at it now to a yeah. degree, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got into real estate through tragedy. And in that whole period of time, I got a DWI. And it was really close to where I was in home and I'd called an Uber and my phone died and my car was there. And so it was like a block away. And my dog was with me that night. And that's like, it really broke my heart because I couldn't call anybody to pick him up. My phone was dead. And that was also the biggest gift too of my life. I woke up in jail. I was just done. I was done with something I had chosen to be done with. Like I was young and partying and it wasn't like a weekly thing by any means, but I had already for like two years heard that voice, like enough is enough or like there's so much more. And so, yeah, I had to wear an ankle monitor 
for alcohol to get me out of jail fast because it was like a holiday. And so I was like, I would do whatever I needed to do. And I wore the exact same pants (laughs) every single day to the office. And I just, it grounded me. And it was the strangest thing. It was the worst thing in the, in the moment. And also it was the most freeing thing as well, because nothing else mattered. When it came off of me, this is going to be sound strange. And I remember in that moment, I got it off faster because it was just an ankle monitor and I got it off quicker. And it, for a split second, I felt that I like, it's not that I missed it, but I missed the feeling that it gave me. And it was interesting to have that experience. And so I was in that moment so clear. I was like, what practices, what can I do to keep the feeling of groundedness really, truly in like cutting out the noise and getting so and like deep and in love with myself. And so I created practices from that. But yeah, that was my first couple months into real estate. What were those practices? What were the things that you took from that point on that helped you to keep grounded? Because it it makes sense wearing something physical on your legs to create a weight, essentially. So there was a literal grounding in that experience. And I think that's such a beautiful reframe of turning an obstacle into an opportunity. Tell me, what are the practices you've developed that you keep with you to this day? Well, I knew in that moment taking care of my body. I mean, that was my background. My background's holistic medicine. And I grew up in a home that was every aspect of it was spirit and body and soul. And so that was the first thing that I did. I cut out alcohol completely. I cut out everything and anything. And it was really just mainly the every weekend, you know, the every other weekend kind of thing. And I just cut it out and realized it was in the choices, right? Like as soon as we open our eyes, we're presented with choices. And that became so clear to me because what happened was I was laying in bed this one morning and I had the ankle monitor on and it was heavy and it was, it bruised me and I couldn't work out. And I loved yoga. I loved all these things. And so it was a relationship that I had to have with this thing and laying there realizing like everything was a series of choices. As soon as we open our eyes, what I created, I made a decision. I was like, I'm going to look at every single thing as a series of choices and choose the choice that aligns with my vision of how I want to feel, not what I could imagine. Because in that moment, it was like pure survival, right? Like there's these big dreams and everything else, but I knew how I wanted to feel. And that was just really at peace with myself and in my body that would be amazing. And so I knew when we wake up, I was like, okay, I could have my water with my lemon to flush from detoxing my body at night, or I can have coffee that could irritate my stomach, which could also, and then it's like the domino effect, choose the choice that aligns with how I want to feel. So the water, the next choice, brush my teeth. I was like, okay, left, you know, something different. Next choice. What am I going to eat? And then literally every single thing in front of me, I saw as two choices and I would just choose. What happened in three days of doing that completely changed my whole life. 
And mm-hmm. and I even tattooed it on my arm. Like it's in white and it's just for myself, choose. And I created this like small little mantra for myself in that moment. I was like, choose your choices. Like you'd stack, like stack your choices. Like you'd stack the bricks of building your dream home. When you're building your dream home, it's not just 15 bricks, right? It's hundreds of bricks, one on top of the other. And you're not going to choose cracked bricks. You're not going to choose porous bricks. You're going to make sure that that GC is putting the most beautiful, strong bricks that they can. And so it's, it's, it was the same thing. And within, within nine months of that, it wasn't like that for nine months, right? I just, I realized and I saw, wow, everything is simply just a choice. And what, and every choice we take will lead us to another choice, right? And so if you choose the choice that aligns with your vision, the next choice that's presented to you, if you keep doing that, what's going to happen? Nine months later, mm-hmm. I was top 3% in the city in real estate. I had a full thriving referral business. I felt more so than anything, I just, within the first 30 or more like 60 days, my body just was on its own energy completely. Mm-hmm. So I loved life. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, you absolutely do love life. And that was something I reflected to you in our last show is that you just really take life by the horns and embrace every moment. And outside of choosing and your decisions each day, why else do you think you were propelled to greatness in such a short period of time or just in, in general? Because to be the one top 1% is no small feat. And you really had to blaze a trail to get there, I imagine. And I'm curious, what else do you think propelled you to greatness? Oh, well, I knew coming into it as well in that moment, right? When I had my license, because before I had my license for a job that I was doing prior, but it was minimal. I had my health businesses. And so when I got my real estate license, I was like, God, like I talked to organs, you know, like I live in the ether and real estate is so different. It's the most grounded thing. And it's like this sharp, sharp world. And, oh, it's greed and all these things. And I shadowed a few agents and brokers who wanted me on their team. And I was like, I came back and I was like, there's no way. There is absolutely no way that I could do this business this way. And so I was like, I have nothing to lose too, right? Like, I'm just going to do it my way. I have no idea what that looks like, except for like pure authenticity. And I, from the very beginning, every single client uh, turned out to become like a dear friend and my people, but I would just work with, I wasn't looking far ahead. I was really with that person in that moment, every single time. And then, and then that happened and then the next, and then the next, and then the next. And so it was presence and authenticity, I think really, truly. And I, I am myself through work, through pleasure, through all the days. Like I am what you see is who I am at all times. Mm-hmm. So. And that's the most comfortable place to be in your own skin, right? Because mm-hmm. then from that, when you're comfortable in your own skin, 
you trust yourself, right? Because that was the other thing about choices. Nobody teaches us when we're young how to trust ourselves, right? Everybody's like, trust your parents, trust your teachers, trust the doctors, trust every single person outside of yourself. And so when I started to learn to really understand that the choice, it was about the choice that I was making for myself, but really the magic was in the making of the choice for myself and realizing just like realizing that that becomes my life, like your destiny in it all is it, it became so much easier. And then, then I learned to trust myself. And when you learn to trust yourself, then others can trust you too, right? It's not this like, let me go make, let me go find a way to have people trust me. That's like not real either. Uh, I think that is what, mm. yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that take on presence and how just you are incredibly present. Like when you're in your presence, you feel that you're like, I feel that I'm the only person in the room and I've, I've been with people before where you can tell they're looking to make the next conversation, move to the next person. And it hurts. It's uncomfortable. And you can feel when someone's just trying to climb a social ladder or they're just not there for the right reasons. And so I love the simplicity of appreciating the things like presence as a thing that can make someone great. Like it could actually be that simple to just be authentic. Simple, not always easy, right? But it could be that simple to be present and to be authentic. And the other thing that you do so well, like when I think of activating life force, I think of pleasure. I think of desire. It's, Ooh. I know, no uh, coincidence that your name is Desiree, right? Like your <laughs> name desire is literally within your name. I'm curious how you interweave desire and pleasure into the work that you do, because you represent that to me so deeply. Thank you for Who's seeing that makes me like, no, that just, I mean, that gave me like the whole body things right there. I mean, you were eating a piece of like decadent chocolate when we got on the call. I'm like, that is who you are through and through. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to enjoy this. Oh, it was so good. And it had like puffs in it. Oh, so good. I mean, how do I incorporate pleasure in play? Mm -hmm. I think life just is. Like, I really see life as the ability to create a story. And if I want to choose pleasure and joy, then I just allow myself to be in the pleasure. I mean, I also was raised by a mother who would take a bite of an apple, no matter, I mean, she still does. Like, she'll take a bite of anything she, and every single time, it's like the first time. So, I learned that from her. I think I picked that up from her. And in realizing that like life is so short. Life is so short. And there are gazillions. I say this so much. There are gazillions of people behind us. And there will be ahead of us, right? And like, sure, people want to leave legacies and all of these things that I want to enjoy my lifetime whether that leaves what it leaves, you know, that's not. And so like, I make sure that every day I am enjoying my life. And if I'm not, I will know and I will repivot because it happens. 
right? Every single little thing that I do, it's there's so much pleasure to be put into it. If you just allow yourself to, you know, mm. you the the first thing that you said, it actually brought tears to my eyes. You said life just is like life just is pleasurable and playful, and that immediately flips this script of going from needing to create it to just being with what is. And then I feel the sigh of relief in my body of like, oh, it's not one more thing for me to do. It's just to immerse myself in the current of pleasure that is all around me. And I love that. I think that's so spectacular. And um, when we were at Tiff and Lance's wedding, we were sitting next to each other and my partner was to the right of me. And after we left, your name got brought into conversation. We were just talking about how much we enjoy you and enjoy conversations together. And he named, he's like, Desiree is the kind of woman that I love you looking up to and being friends with because of the way that you carry yourself as such a woman who is also creating this spectacular empire and wealth and luxury. And I didn't have great examples of that for a long time. And it's really spectacular to have you in my life as a model of both. And there was a quote I read to you in the last podcast that never made it that I'm going to share again because it felt so encompassing of you. It said, part of being a revolutionary is creating a vision that is more humane, that is more fun too, that is more loving. It's really working to create something beautiful. And you're working to create something beautiful. And it's part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show today, because you are trailblazing in an area that I've never seen anyone do this before. You are creating a insanely beautiful, luxurious community that is conscious and from every brick down to the foundation and where you chose the land and it is called sanctuary. And I would love for you to tell us about that something beautiful. Oh, I love you. Yes, it has been, our entire team is incredible. It has been a labor of love and devotion, devotion to humanity. We love humans, you know? And so we are building the first of this size, of this capacity, the very first eco-luxury, sovereign, fully sovereign community development. And by sovereign, we mean off-grid. We have rainwater systems, solar, wells, and incredible technology. We're going beyond, our, our materials are non-toxic. So no VOC paints, EMF protection, mold preventions. We're going beyond earth friendly. We are making sure that the homes and the environment are good for the humans, the good for the humans inside it. So through this process, I have learned so much on what we live in and what we sleep in and what, and it's not a, a to get anybody scared or feelings of these things. They're, it's just toxic. It is what it is. And it doesn't have to be built that way. And community doesn't have to be the environment doesn't have to be bad for you. So we are creating our utopia. I mean, I'm going to be living there. The founders are going to be living there. So that gives you a really good visual and idea of like, our materials are non-toxic. And 
we are grounding the floors and we're working with the utilities for the utilities to work with the body's system, right? Which is incredible. And let's see, we have, I asked the architects, every single aspect of these homes is intentional. I asked the architects to build me a mini sanctuary in every home for naked sunbathing, right? Mm. It's so good for you. And imagine like sleeping and just being like showered under the stars. So we are building in the ETJ of Dripping Springs. We have 104 acres, okay? We have, we're building up to 75 homes and we're building communities. So it's not a development that's all one size and style of home. We're building from 500 square foot casitas, which are like studios. And then we have the second casita, which is a one bedroom, 500 square foot casitas, all the way up to six bedroom, 5,000 square foot estates on 1.6 acre lots. So we're really creating a community and the amenities are going to be amazing. We have biohacking, the garden, we have ag exemption because we have we're going to get wildlife with the bees, the pavilion, the classes, like just really creating an environment for people to thrive, right? Like imagine sleeping well. Sleep right now is like the, that's like the biggest issue in America. I mean, I think the world maybe, but for sure America. Imagine having an environment where you, your body can rest and detoxify. What happens in your emotions the next day when you've slept, your clarity, you know? And so, yeah, it's called Sanctuary. Thank you for asking. And we have reservations. We're taking reservations. Reservations are lining up fast and we're going global with this. So and you people who live in Sanctuary will have access to the other sanctuaries around the world for like time swap, timeshares. I mean, not timeshares, just like, time swaps. And we have a commercial side. Our commercial side, this is really, really cool. We're going to have what the plan is so far. I mean, it's a little still hush, but we are planning to have a bathhouse. And I can't share who the designers are, but they're massive. They're so well known. They are experienced beyond on um, buildings. So they're going to be brilliant at building a bathhouse, right? Is this bathhouse going to be in Austin? Yes, this bathhouse is going to be in Austin. I could cry tears of joy. (laughs) I know, I know. It's really, really incredible, right? We're completely, we're raising the bar. We are showing that people, there's so many people that are getting so sick, so sick from mold without even knowing it. Like the air filtrations, like it doesn't have to be built to hurt the body. And so we really, really, truly hope that and plan to change that for our future and our future's future and our kid, you know, Mm. the kids and our food, like just such a beautiful environment. I am beyond proud and it is an honor and it's my mission, right? So like I was born a mission-driven human and humans are my mission, love. Real estate is a tool. And now it's all here to be able to build sanctuary with an incredible team. Mm. It's really, it's really an honor. So, I mean, I can hear the passion in the way that you speak. And I love that you said real estate is a tool because I think so many people get fixated on the, the, the tool, the how, like, how am I going to bring my mission to life? But 
you are here to elevate humanity, to activate life force, to, I see how intentional it is that you are raised in health, speaking to organs, seeing the way that your mother raised you so intentionally and basically being in like a holistic pharmacy and having access to all of these herbs and ways that people were treated to then going through your own version of rock bottom when you lost your health to now incorporating health into every aspect of humanity and real estate. And then using that as a tool to activate life force that is so potent. I was a a victim to mold and know what that process was like. And I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It was so horrific to go through that process of detoxification because the mold doesn't want to leave your body. It clings like it is hanging on for dear life. And it, it took me years to recover from that. And the piece that I love, there's so many branches of that. It's like, when I think about what sanctuary is, it's luxury, which I think is so inspiring because to me, luxury is everything. Like I want everything in my life to be beautiful but then it's health and wellness and it's community and the intention. I feel the intention in that. That's spectacular. And I'm curious, I actually want to even rewind because I didn't ask you this and I want to know how did it come to be? Like whose idea was this? And how did you guys bring this from the ether into reality? You just closed on the land. So this baby is running. When did that thing come to earth and be planted? Oh, so there are five founders and we each individually have had this vision and this dream on our own for a very long time. And and even one of Lance, who you know very well, we met. And as soon as we met, we knew we were going to create something together. We just weren't attached to what it was going to look like. We just knew that was the path. And then he met Justin and him and Justin were working on a project together. And so it wasn't until last year that all of us actually came together and met and really, truly like God divine brought the most incredible team together for this, to bring this, to believe, to, we don't, we don't take no's, right? We're all so already individually practiced and in our own connection to God, to being to our integrity, that coming together as a team, we pray together. We manifest together. We truly love each other. And our mission every single day is making decisions for the good of all. Mm-hmm. And to work with a team that way is life changing. We are seeing it's possible right? To work through even the traumas, to build what we're building is not an easy feat. A development is already challenging, has its challenges, right? You have permits, you have city, you have every single aspect. Now add life force and add goodness and add all of these things for the good of humanity. Well, you're going to get a lot of attack in different ways. And having a team that knows how to like hold each other really, we like, we call ourselves the Avengers. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's what we feel like. And that's how it came to be really. Mm-hmm. And so it's all of our passions, like mine is the health aspect, right? And not just health of the body, it's health of the body because 
I understand that when the body starts to feel good, right, when you give the body what it needs, that's a form of self-love. That starts to shift the emotion on how we start to view ourselves. So then it starts to become, hopefully starts to become more self-love and less thoughts of we're, we're really mean to ourselves, right? So like the process of real estate and moving and living like on top of health of the body of the mold situation is so impactful on every single aspect of your life, right? And so it's covering all of the bases in that way. It's cool to think of your your home as an extension of your foundation of devotion and that devotion being an act of self-love and an act of, yeah, an, an act of care towards the body. And it's so interesting to think that for so many of us, our home isn't that. And the home being a source of stress, a source of lack of health, a source of chaos, and to instead flip that on its head and go, but what if this was the place that holds you and nourishes you? And instead of um, being another thing that adds tension to your system, is this place to help you relax and come back to nature and come back to your body. And I experienced that a lot of times when I leave Austin, because Austin has so much energy and it's really spectacular to think about creating more intentional spaces that create that in Austin instead of adding more to the the buzz and the intensity. Because I love all of that, but God, my body needs rest and relaxation. Well, yeah, it needs the rest and the relaxation. And also what happens when you have the health, when your home is, right? And you start to rest and relax, but also breathe in goodness and everything else, like clarity. When the body feels good and it's nourished, typically we feel good, right? We can make decisions. Mm -hmm. And so then like our human living becomes that much easier it just really does. And so you're not putting as much energy out and it is a reflection of your home. Yeah, that's spectacular. And I, I also really love the way that you said the team came together from, they were already embodied in that. They were living that. And also you said the word unattached, like we all had this vision, but we were unattached to the way that it was going to come through. Like you all served as, as a vessel for this greatness and idea to come through without being attached to the outcome. And I think that's where magic is created is when you get yeah. the right people in the right seat of the bus and they come together with a vision. And then from that place surrender, and then the rest hopefully takes care of itself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the very beginning, it was just a few months in and I remember walking with Lance and being like, you know, this is going to happen. It will be. But if it doesn't, this has been already so incredibly nourishing and worth it. And we have already learned so much. And it was simply on, we knew that when we came together, at least I knew, I needed to see everybody's trauma. We needed to work through that on how, because we needed to build something amazing. and and quicker. And we needed to not have everybody throwing their trauma without understanding it. So coming with unconditional love and just peeling things away 
right? We were able to establish such a tight foundation to be able to have said three months in, we've learned so much. Mm. No one's talking about that. No one is talking about trauma in the work environment. We are all talking about uh, unpacking our childhoods, like done, Mm -hmm. been there, done that. We all have, well, I say we all, I'm projecting, but a lot of us have done that work. But holy shit, this conversation of trauma in the workplace, that is so valid. And if we look at how much time we spend with our relationships and work, it's sometimes more than our our life outside of it. And so that is such a interesting stance that you all took in the workplace. Tell me, because I want to dive deeper into this. You said you've learned so much. So would you be willing Mm -hmm. to take me through some of your trauma that popped up in this experience? Yeah, sure. So not like I'm a lone ranger by any means, but I've been on my own and built this in a sense on my own. And so part of mine has been trust very clearly. It was just learning to trust quicker. Uh, I used to be very trusting, over trusting. And then something happened to my body, not just to my body, let's say two things, right? Like, so yes, something happened to my physical body. And then also when I had that experience of the DWI, I, and by God's grace, this happened and I know it, but I also like, quote unquote, lost all my friends, the part, my party friends. So then I lost trust again in that kind of relating. And so for me, learning to trust my team truly was a work for me. And we, and they all knew it very much. And they all approached it with so much love and would actually just ask me questions and knew, knew when not to overstep them. Another one was like, Justin, he praising, like I receiving is not easy. Also has not been easy for me in the past. And so he would be like, I know you don't like to hear praise. So I have no idea how to like communicate. So having to learn to like receive and also trust again, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. And that was like, for me, that was like my big one. It wasn't mm-hmm. that, that much and that crazy, but there are some moments of like, whoa, very, very high just. Oh yeah. And I've had to hold space for that. Yeah. yeah. And so to be able to hold space for it as well with each other, it has been so beautiful, Bryn. Like, mm. and this is why we have people outside that there was a, our original four went to original five and we have people onboarding into our team that are mind blowing. Amazing. Like we have the VP of Warner brothers. Disney. She just onboarded. She's amazing. And she was like, this is an incredible project to be a part of. She's like, but what I'm really honestly excited about, she's like, is this team. And I've never seen this before. And I am so excited to be a part of, and she's been around us to see. Yeah. To see, I mean, it it asks, we ask of you to show up and in your vulnerable, like fully to be able to do this. There's no hiding. Yeah. I think 
what I hear in that is you started off by saying like who I am at work is who I am out of work. And it's, you are just who you are in every part of your, uh, your identity. And I think there's so many people that are hungry for that. And I know that that to me is where the most magic occurs and also where the most, um, the most gifts can be brought to life is when you can be all of yourself and you are loved and held in that. And what an invitation for people to really be that now in their workplace because of this conversation today is like not shying away from when you get triggered and leaning into that instead of like deferring to someone like HR outside of you to go solve your problems. It's like, well, what if we took responsibility and created safety to have tough conversations because it is not if, but when these things are going to happen. Kelly, our CEO said to me, I can't wait for our first fight. (laughs) Mm, And I thought that was so endearing. I'm like, oh, you just named like, it's not a thick, like our relationship will be better because we will go deeper when that occurs. Mm-hmm. I want to for sure give kudos to Justin Kathan, the art developer, the CEO. He has this incredible ability. And this is what allowed us to continue to step into it. This incredible ability to receive feedback and listen. And he actually mm. asks for it. And he's genuine when he asks for it. And when we have something to say, he really receives it and then tries and will find a win-win. So I've learned so much on how to lead and how to be a leader and be a, a better leader. I'm now doing like really intense leadership courses for that, but it was really just to even witness like that aspect of, of leadership. It's not a boss. And each one of us understands that on this team. Leadership is where you're, you have to redefine it and it's shifting. And so it's how do we show up in our integrity that way? And so I just really wanted to give kudos to Justin for leading in that way. There are bosses that don't. That is so good. I literally have scheduled in the upcoming weeks an episode called Feedback as an Art Form. Because I believe so profoundly the power of feedback. And what do you think it takes to be open to receiving something like that? Whether it's you or Justin or anyone, like how do you get better at receiving feedback? Unattached again. Unattached to business being your identity, to what you're creating being your identity, right? It is a tool. It is fun. It is what you're creating in life. And so if it doesn't define you, then it's not a personal thing. It's like when we're kids, we learn how to play Legos and build. It's the exact same thing, right? And I hope that we continue to have these growth moments because that means we're just evolving. But I really feel like it's being unattached to it, your business being an identity, your mm. identity. Oh, good. One of my mentors used to say, it's not who you are. It's what you learned. And if you learned it, you can unlearn it. Mm -hmm. And that always stood out to me as like how to not take things so personally, not to take things as like, this is you. It's just a learning. 
somewhere along the way this imprinted on you, whether that was because you studied it in a business course or mom taught you this is the way to do this or who knows where you picked it up, but it's an unlearning. Feedback for me is an unlearning of like, oh, okay, that just expanded me. I don't have to do it that way. Amazing. Thank you. So that's so beautiful. The last piece of this that I I feel so interested in that I want to riff with you about is your fire. Mm. You strike me as a woman that really embraces fire. And I'm going to intentionally leave this vague because I want to see how you answer it. But how does your fire impact everything that you do? Conviction. That's the most fiery part of me is how does it affect everything I do? I don't know, right? But I believe I have full trust. And so because of that, oh, I have kabooms, my energy. And I also, the, the fire in me, I mean, I am a Sag and I am a Leo. My rising is a Sagittarius. My moon is a Leo. So I'm like full fire. Um, Passion. I am so passionate about everything I do. (laughs) So true. (gasps) Yeah. Like, I'm so grateful as well. I will say, I mean, through the whole journey of it, right? Like through, for all of the experience of, everything it all starts you you start to see your story and then you can and then you can like kind of be like okay i i see where i write my story and how fiery do i want it to be it's just it's just a choice mm. yeah but i put fire in a lot of things <laughs> i mean it's how i got to where i am right people used yeah. to call me not used to but like there's my nickname she wolf Oh, you watch. I go she-wolf on, and that is the most fun part, Bryn. Like to remind on the other end, negotiating is so fun for me. I love human behavior. I can feel the energetics and getting into that part of, of it with other agents on the other side and reminding them how they're operating in the world and how to shift their energy into it is so fire. So good. The phrase that sticks out that you just said is, I don't know, but I believe. And Mm. oh, that just gave me chills of, because a lot of times I like to tell myself, I know, I know. And that's my conviction. But the truth is, I don't. I have no idea how this is all going to shake out my life, my purpose, my career. But this idea of deep faith in what is unfolding, this belief in what you're doing and just staying in the present moment and being on a mission with a team that's uh, building something so much greater than yourselves. I think that is so powerful. And to look at fire synonymous with passion and bringing that passion into everything is just beautiful and something I just really respect in you. So thank you. Thank you. Course. Yeah, passion into how I kiss my dog <laughs> and passion into how I decide to experience how you decide to experience the grocery store or something that you do habitually. How can I repattern something in there? 
you know, that's going to just be a little juicier because that's all it is. Just mm. on these patterns. So mine is pleasure, honey, bunny. <laughs> that's so good so I like to ask this for the trailblazers I bring onto the show because you are a trailblazer through and through you have disrupted the industry in every sense of Mm -hmm. the word disruption what guidance do you want to leave for those on this path Mm. love self like and I can there's a practice to start to do that because so many people, and I understand this, I came from a home of service and I started volunteering at the age of 12 before you were able to, it was like the cutoff time was 14. <laughs> and so many people want to feel good. And for so, you know, you hear everything about give to receive, right? Serve and you'll fill your cup. And there's an interesting thing in that when you become honest with yourself, most of the time people are giving to receive. And so if you could cut that out (laughs) and just give to yourself, really like learn to love yourself and you will naturally serve by being, by existing. And a great easy way to start doing that is just whenever you remember all day, any day, when you're, whenever you're, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. And it just starts doing things in the brain. And for me, it started to turn into, I love my cells. So then that got me to talk to my cells. Then what does that happen? Then they get all happy and then your body starts zinging and then it turns into something else, right? And it's just following that track of where I love myself will take me. Then to really have the capacity And it's to do everything and also to be okay with doing nothing. And because you truly just love yourself, it's, that's, that's what I, I will share. Learn. We need to learn to love ourselves. If we have a world Mm. of people who love themselves, imagine, imagine that. So beautiful, so articulate, so well said. I adore you. I look up to you in so many ways. I'm so excited for people to experience more of you through this show and to experience sanctuary. And for me, hopefully to one day be there alongside all of you. And I'll just start the manifestation now. Yeah, you're such a gem. Thank you for all that you do for our community. It's just a pleasure. Mm. I love you so much and I'm so excited and for the world also to hear your voice and the way you share and how it lands. People just need to hear it and just to watch you glow and grow. I'm honored to witness that Mm. for sure. Thank you, my love. Until next time. Until next time. Bye.